Hello there, this is Dee, and welcome to day two of my journey eastward to Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks for returning to catch session, or not session, day two of this series. Uh, I'm glad you're back with me, and I'll, I'll try to keep this one short. I am currently in Branson, Missouri, for those who don't know it. I think they used to call it the live music capital of the world. I don't know. It's um, a lot of... <laughs> If you've ever been to Gatlinburg um, in Tennessee, then that's Branson. Same type of thing. Um, just lots of tourist traps, but also music and food, and it sits on a big lake. Um, I have a fond place for Branson because I um, grew up spending time down here on this lake. My grandparents used to live on the opposite side of Table Rock Lake, which is where Branson is. It's on the, on, on the other side of Table Rock, so we used to come into Branson um, quite often and go to Sobodar City and do things around here long before it was th nearly the size of what it is now. Back when it was like two or three evening shows, a few restaurants, a couple hotels, and that's all that was here, but it's really grown up. But I decided to pop down here. I um, left Salina, Kansas this morning, drove into Kansas City, spent about three or four hours with my family. Um, they had other things going on too, but I got a chance to spend some time, get some lunch with them, and do that kind of thing. And then um, decided to head south and I'm keep working myself east and south until eventually I get to Atlanta, Georgia and just enjoying myself along the way. I'm, I'm really enjoying the drive. I'm enjoying just being out on the road. Um, and it's been good. It's been good. I have to admit along the way, I've kind of had some difficulty making decisions and I've had that a lot. And I kind of wanted to talk about that maybe briefly today. I just kind of struck me <laughs> you know it's like maybe maybe I can't decide what I want to talk about and that would be the topic right there um but in case you heard the um some of the sounds in the background before I do this real quick see again indecisiveness I jump all over the place but um there's a nice creek um flowing by here and I love that sound that was the opening sound but um also not too far from a road so you'll hear some cars it's there's not a lot of traffic. It's pretty quiet up here. This is definitely off-season in Branson, so it's nice. I just found a motel here with a creek and um, sitting outside just enjoying the weather. It's like 50 degrees out here still, and um, about 9, 9 p.m., and just, just enjoying that. But it does seem since the benzos for me, there's always these lingering things. You know, we all have these lingering symptoms, and we talk about that quite often. But there's the lingering psychological things that I don't, I don't believe are quite as well defined. Sure, we talk about the anxiety. We talk about the cognitive difficulties, benzo brain and all. We talk about fear and stuff like that. But we don't talk about some of the other mental complications and psychological complications as much. And that's one of the things that I try to do more on this podcast. And because I learn so much from talking with you and the emails you send me and everything and and getting insight into what's happening. And, and then I can also refer to things I'm dealing with, and I'm amazed how often so many of you are dealing with the same thing. So I do find that that is helpful. But I think one of the key things, and in fact, we included this, I believe, in the presentation. Yes, actually, we're talking about this in the presentation um, that we're giving at the RX Summit here in a couple of days. For those who didn't tune in to day one, I am on my way to the RX Summit to present benzodiazepines along with Dr. Christy Huff. So 
and I'm just taking a road trip to get there. But it's it's this this indecisiveness and this lack of confidence, and that's one of the things that we're including in this presentation is the loss of confidence. Um, I know many of you have shared with me that that was something you've dealt with, and um, I definitely have it too. I'm not as comfortable. Um, I was I'm in a regular meeting every week, and I'm I don't. I'm not my old self sometimes. There are times when I talk up, I can talk up and like I used to do and and everything, but other times where I just don't have that confidence. And I do think that's a big hit many of us take. And I think along with that comes indecisiveness of having a lot of difficulty just making a simple decision. Um deciding where to eat, you know, when my wife and I want to go out to eat or or even cook food at home, deciding on this trip where I wanted to go and um you know, how I wanted to get there. And I'm changing my mind all the time. I didn't know I'd be in Branson tonight. That was not my plan. Um, but here I am. And um, I like that. It's kind of fun just to wing it on the trip. But it's also in part due to the indecisiveness that I struggle with. And I think many of you do too. And I don't, I don't believe this is a permanent condition. I know it's not. Um, I know I've made a lot of progress from back when I was in acute withdrawal. But it's something that I think we have to relearn. We have to relearn some of our skills um, that we may have had prior and we might have lost or put on the shelf for a while or or the skills that just we're not as good at as we used to be and I think confidence and indecisiveness um, are two factors that get affected during this. I, I I see it in me all the time. I was you know driving out here and Honestly, coming down, I didn't know where I was going to stay in Springfield, which is an hour north of Branson, and I wanted to stop there. Then I thought, no, I'm going to go on to Branson. Then I get halfway down to Branson, and I realize, oh, I should have stayed in Springfield, but motels were more expensive there. And so I came out to Branson because it's off-season. They got tons of hotels, and they're really discounted right now, so that's the main reason I'm stopping here. Um, but also because it's a, I have some nostalgia here. But on this road trip, there's a lot of indecisiveness I go through. There's a lot of lack of confidence sometimes on, you know, the routes I take. And, um, you know, I, I may seem confident on the road, and I love being on the road, and I love driving and exploring places, but it doesn't mean that I'm not without some fear along the way. I definitely have that along the way, and so, and it challenges me. And I think that's good. That's me expanding my world, expanding my box a little bit, and... That's why I like these road trips. That's one of the good benefits. Is it does force me out there to be out in the world a little more often. And, um, and see things and be with life. And I know, you know, my life got really small. And I think many of you can relate to that. I think maybe that's a, a key point is our lives become small during benzo withdrawal, during bind and it can last for a while and it's so easy to focus on the life you're missing out on all the things that are going on out there all the things that other people are doing that you're not able to participate in all the things that are happening um, that you wish you could be part of you know the vacations you wish you could go on the 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 trips to in just simple things of going to the grocery store some of us can't even do that anymore um, and all the things that are passing us by, and that just doesn't help. It really doesn't help, and I think we all know that. I try to focus more on enjoying the things I can do, even if they are small. 
and I've mentioned this before, of taking a couple walks a day with my wife. Those are my joys. Going to the grocery store, you know, it's it's a joy because that for a long time was the only thing I could do. And then COVID came along and that didn't help things. And that again was the only thing we were allowed to do or could do for a while. But it just seems to... Uh, it's, it seems to get small. And we can look at the smallness of our life and... What's the term I'm looking for? Not regret, but mourn the loss of who we were. And I think all of us go through that. I think that mourning period of the life we have before. I mentioned about going through the five stages of grief on this podcast. And I really am starting to see that more and more with people going through this. We go through that grief and and we go through that loss of our life before. But one way to get through this is to pull back a little bit refocus a little bit and look at the things that you can do and enjoy the little things and that's that's probably the biggest gain I got out of all this I got I got several gains but one of the big gains I got out of this whole experience was appreciating the little things in life appreciating the time with my wife appreciating the time with my family we I mean, this trip after we leave, after um, I leave the conference and my wife flies out and joins me, we're going up to see family. And I'm, I, you know, I just lost both parents recently. Um, and I know I bring that up and I don't mean to. I'm not trying to look for any sympathy or whatsoever. It's just that was a big event and it's affected how I view the world. And I'm bringing that up because that's helped me to value family more, um, value my sister and my, my nephews on my side of the family and value my wife's nieces and nephews and sisters and brothers and parents and her side of the family and realize how much you know I might even have pushed that away before but not because I didn't enjoy being with them just because it wasn't what we were supposed to be seeking I don't, I don't know I don't know the answer there but in the end uh, I'm probably not making sense <laughs> all I'm saying is I've learned to find the joy in smaller things and and intense joy sometimes in the smaller things like right now sitting outside of a motel in Branson Missouri and chatting with you on a recorder this makes me happy right now and actually it's kind of nice because I'm looking at a tree with white blossoms on it too in the light of the from the hotel and it's just gorgeous and you can hear the creek in the background um it's a nice setting and this is a nice moment and this is good and we have to stop and enjoy those we have to stop and appreciate those and realize there's still so much good in our lives even for those of us in the worst of times with benzos there is always good there's always things we can focus on to help pull us out i think that's my message for today so if you're sensing some um loss of confidence if you're sensing some indecisiveness it's okay I am too we all are but you know I really believe this is not permanent this is something we can work through we can improve on and our life does get better but I just want you to know that I'm feeling it too when I get that I'm so happy you joined me I'm gonna probably hit the road tomorrow morning and head I think into Tennessee so I will be talking to you from Tennessee. I want to spend a little bit of time there, um, see some places I haven't seen before. 
Um, I've been through Tennessee recently. We've done Gatlinburg. We've done Pigeon Forge. We've done, the, the, of course, the Smoky Mountain National Park, which my wife and I love. Um, and we've done Nashville. But only parts of Nashville, so I'm going to go and do... And we've done parts of Memphis, so we've actually done a lot of Tennessee. But it's still a beautiful state, and I kind of wanted to head back in and do a little bit of that before I head south into Georgia. So, so I hope you'll come back and join me again. Um, we'll be at the conference here on, on Monday morning. The conference will start, so i got a couple more days on the road, or a few more days on the road with you. And and talk to you about what what's going on and what I'm going what I'm going through and what we're experiencing, and then we will um, we'll move on to the conference, and then we'll move on to a vacation. So, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm so glad you are here with me. Um, you make me feel a little less alone on the trip, and being out here with my without my wife, I got that little bit of separation anxiety, as I mentioned, and it's nice to have you along for the ride. And there goes a big truck, so kind of crushes my whole nice, you know, meditative sound of the creek. So, but, you know, that's reality, and that's, you know, artificial reality. And just, just to tell you the truth is this beautiful sound of this creek is actually man-made. So it's not even some mountain stream that um, that's just this romantic setting. I just got to be honest with you. I'm looking at a creek, and right above it, literally um, glistening off, um, reflecting off the water of this creek, is a big motel sign with a vacancy sign on it. But it's it's still special to me, and it's still okay, and you make the most of it. There's this nice little gazebo here by the creek. This is nice, and I'm enjoying this. I, I can You can tell, because if I wasn't enjoying this, this wouldn't go on so freaking long. <laughs> I'm enjoying it because I don't want to stop the recorder. I'm trying to keep these short, but I just don't want to stop recording but I must. I got to get back in, do some emails, and try to get some of these out um, maybe this evening or maybe tomorrow and start to post these on the website. So be about a day or two behind on some of these, but I hope you enjoy them. Hey, thank you for coming along on the ride, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Be at peace. I'll see you then.